This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Thursday, November 7th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Alley. Here's today's headlines. Lawsuit may upend Colorado River plants. Dairy, second highest emitter, and justices struggle with Clean Water Act. Ag groups file briefs in a lawsuit over water rights to California River. A state court has allowed amicus briefs to be filed in a continuous lawsuit pitting a farmer against a water agency in a region dependent on imported Colorado River water. In 2013, farmer Mike Abadi sued to block the Imperial Irrigation District, the IID, from enacting a plan to reduce the region's water use during the drought. Abadi and other farmers have the most senior rights on the river while receiving the most in allocations. Abadi won the case. Now the case is in San Diego Appeals Court. In a joint brief obtained by AgriPulse, the County Farm Bureau Vegetable Growers Association and the Farm Water Group argue IID has no power to take away a vested water right created under the laws of the state more than a century ago. The brief claims IID has betrayed the trust by prioritizing public use over farmers without defining what public actually means. The State Water Board and three water organizations filed briefs on behalf of IID. Why it matters? Losing the suit could cripple IID's negotiating power over Colorado River allocations involving seven states. Study. States' dairies are tied with oil and gas in methane emissions. A new study shows landfills are the largest contributor to source point methane emissions, contributing 41%. Yet dairies and the oil and gas sector are tied for second, with 26% each. NASA researchers published the study this week in the journal Nature. They worked in partnership with a global methane reduction initiative and the Air Resources Board, which tracks short-lived climate pollutants under 2016 Senate Bill 1383. Wheat farmer wins her husband's old seat in the legislature. Republican Megan Dolly won a special election for Assembly District 1 on Monday with 58% of the vote. The seat was vacated last summer by her husband, Senator Brian Dolly, after he secured the Senate District 1 seat. Like her husband, Megan Dolly had the support of realtors and correctional peace officers, along with the endorsement of California Farm Bureau. President Jamie Johnson said in an August statement, Megan Dolly understands how government policies can allow rural economies to thrive or can stifle their growth. The Dolly family grows dryland wheat for seed and run a sales and trucking business in Lassen County. Until now, Brian Dolly had claimed to be the only full-time farmer in the legislature. Feds agree to accelerate funding for water storage projects. The U.S. Environmental Protection Agency and Bureau of Reclamation signed a memorandum of understanding yesterday to collaborate on funding for water supply and refuse projects. The MOU will make low-cost loans available to water agencies for improving infrastructure. California Senator Dianne Feinstein called the government a critical to improving our drought resiliency. Representatives Kevin Calvert, Doug LaMaffa, and John Garmendi also supported the measure. In his endorsement, Family Farm Act Alliance Director Dan Keppen said the long-term investments will benefit irrigated farms and ranches in the West. 
The MOU stems from a 2018 update to a program established by Congress Water Infrastructure Finance and Innovation Act of 2014. Report finds frustration with sustainability programs. Farmers are frustrated with the sustainability requirements that food companies are putting on them, and the companies would like to do something about that, according to a survey by the U.S. Farmers and Ranchers Alliance. Farmers interviewed for the report said they felt their perspectives and interests had been largely disregarded by the companies that are asking them to report data on farming practices. As they see it, the data farmers are spending time and expense to provide is at best being used to enhance someone else's bottom line or at worst could be turned against them, the report says. 28 of 34 food companies that were interviewed said they are aware of frustration among producers. A large majority of the company surveyed said they needed to do a better job making the case to farmers about the value of reporting and connecting it to important economic and sustainability outcomes. 63% of the company said they favored standardizing questions and reporting platforms by commodity or agricultural product. Court seeking middle ground on pollution permitting. The Supreme Court seems to be looking for a way to prevent homeowners and farmers from being subject to the Clean Water Act's prohibition on discharging pollutants into navigable waters if they travel through groundwater to get there. The court heard arguments yesterday in a case involving discharges from a Hawaii wastewater treatment plant that travel through groundwater before reaching the Pacific Ocean. Justices such as Neil Gorsuch, Samuel Alito, and Stephen Breyer, who is one of the court's more liberal members, said they were concerned that septic tank owners and farmers could end up having to apply for permits from EPA. The bottom line? Tim Bishop, an attorney with Mayor Brown in Chicago, wrote a brief for farm groups on the case, said many of the justices were focused on ensuring that whatever regulatory test is adopted, homeowners and farmers wouldn't be targets of citizen suits or EPA enforcement. The court's majority would like to come up with a line to keep out the septic tanks, Bishop said, adding, I don't really have any answers as to what that could be. He said it's a good bet there will be separate opinions issued in the case since Justices Sonia Sotomayor and Ruth Bader Ginsburg and Elena Kagan appear to support the Ninth Circuit decision that gave rise to the Supreme Court case. U.S. Dems talk USMCA with Canada. U.S. House Democrats met with Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau, Foreign Affairs Minister Christa Freeland, and Labor Minister Patty Hadou yesterday for what was described by local media as upbeat meetings on the U.S.-Mexico-Canada agreement. Much of the talks were focused on democratic efforts to ensure that new labor standards included in the pact are adequately funded and enforced in Mexico. I particularly stress the importance of meaningful enforcement mechanisms that ensure the protection of workers in all three nations and of our shared environment. That the word of House Ways and Means Committee Chairman Richard Neal, who led the delegation to Ottawa. I'm pleased that our neighbors to the north also have a strong desire for an agreement that benefits our economies while also lifting up our people. 
Trudeau, according to a report by Automotive News Canada, said he has been working with U.S. lawmakers to reach a good place where we have the right deal for Canada, the United States, and Mexico. It is a pleasure to see the positive momentum that seems to be happening on this renewal of this very important trade deal. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Thursday, November 7th, brought to you by FMC. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Dowling.